If it weren't for the words spoken, he would have had a nice voice, deep and slightly horsey, probably the product of talking too much and listening too little. He is good-looking despite the overstyling, and he knows it. Coming up behind him, I note giant cufflinks and a whiff of whatever won the latest GQ grooming award for aftershave. I make sure I pass just an inch or so too close to him. My handbag skims the edge of his table and I hear him put the phone down with a faint clatter once my back is presented to his view. Easy. Always so easy. Reaching the counter, I jut a hip out in its tight pencil skirt and ask for a cappuccino in my throatiest purr. While the barista busies herself, I push out my ass and pretend to be reading the price list on the wall. When he puts his coffee cup back on its saucer, it makes a juttery, wobbly sound. Steady your hands, boy. You're going to need them. For a midweek afternoon, the cafe is strangely empty, so my table choice, directly next to his, can't fail to be provocative. I set down my cup and reach into my handbag for my phone. When I cross my legs, letting the side split in my skirt reveal the edge of my stocking top, I hear his breathing deepen and quicken. I dial my home phone number and talk to my answering service. Hi, it's me, I say with a quick glance at him. He is looking at me. I'm at the services on the M4. Think I might book into the travel lodge. I finger my necklace. He is still looking at me. It's been a hard day and I need to relax, so I'll see you tomorrow, okay? Yes, the meeting went well. I'll be in the office first thing tomorrow morning with all the news. Bye. As I press the off button, he clears his throat. I inhale, waiting for it. Waiting. Here it comes. Did you get caught out by those roadworks just past Heston? I turn my face to him. He is smiling a smile that makes him look like Jaws with better dental hygiene. His eyes, above the dazzle, have a hard, hungry gleam. Afraid so, I laugh. I'm so sick of the sight of those cones now. I hope I never see another one in my life. I hear you. You aren't deaf, then. It's exquisite to see the way his brow rumples and his smile fixes itself into a rictus. I didn't mean to do it, but I couldn't resist but I must overcome this little self-inflicted setback and get him back on track, the track that leads to my motel bed. In my line of work, he starts and I switch off. I don't hear him until he stops bigging himself up and starts winding down with a polite, yourself? Oh yes, I'm always on the road. I'm in sales too, but not quite the same product you deal in, whatever that is. Something to do with telecommunication whatnots I gathered from the bits of interminable droning I'd processed. Oh, really? What line are you in, then? Let me guess. Beauty. Such gallantry. I fake a coy glance down at the table and bite my lip. I'm not sure I should tell you. Oh, go on, he says, stretching out on the entreaty seductively. His hand moves along the table, closer to me, his whole body following it into a lean. Sexy underwear. His Adam's apple drops. I've a whole suitcase full of samples in my car. 
I think he's forgotten to breathe. Wow, he says at last. Cool. Would you like to see some? I, um, I'm not really in the market. No, I don't want to sell them to you. He licks his lips, looks up at the light fixture for a moment as if seeking advice from it. When he looks back at me, his pupils are huge and skittering from side to side. Are you serious? Are you in a hurry? Do you need to get back? He stares for a moment longer, then shakes his head vigorously. No, I... not at all. I can... I'm free for the rest of the day now. Good, because I'm going to take my suitcase full of silky scanty panties over to the travel lodge and check in with it. Are you coming with us?